Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Magically Cruising, the cruise podcast where we share our personal cruise tips and reviews to help you make the most out of your next sailing. My name's Kieran. I'm an independent travel agent specializing in all things cruise, Disney, and North America, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I write travel over at Mini Travelers and Cruising with Kids. Brilliant. Thank you, Sarah. And this week we are back. I've had a little bit of a break. I am re-energized, recharged. I've been around the Greek Isles for two weeks, but we are back celebrating my second favorite time of the year, Halloween. So what we thought we'd do this week is we would do a bit of a clickbait episode. And I literally have titled this at the moment, <laughs> Things We Hate About Cruise. Yeah. And I was thinking we could do one of those like clickbait video pictures where there's us looking shocked and horrified <laughs> on a cruise ship somewhere. <laughs> oh. And I made train our clickbait era for this episode. <laughs> but what I thought we'd do, Sarah, this week, and to celebrate Halloween, I thought we'd get our little cauldron out and we talk about all the things that bug us or our pet peeves about cruise obviously both me and sarah specialize in cruise our entire businesses are based around cruise so to put this out there we genuinely love cruise this isn't <laughs> us saying cruise is bad or horrible these are just the funny observations that we have over time from all our experience with cruising um, that we find funny or observational about cruising i did ask on twitter as well so some of these have come from followers of mine on twitter as well who've shared some of their personal pet peeves on cruise as well but please do not take this as us targeting any one brand or us targeting any one type of sailor this is just us having a bit of fun for halloween and sharing things that really bug us when we are on a cruise with love <laughs> so i don't know where we begin this episode sarah do you want to jump yeah. off or should we jump straight into some other things people have submitted yeah, i think the only thing i'd say is everything you do in life there's something about you that bugs you so there are things about cruise that yeah. really irritate me um so I think, yeah, that's where the place I'm coming from. But but everything you do, there's <laughs> got to be something that bugs you or, you, well, or your Mary Poppins, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Right. So my absolute biggest, biggest thing that bugs me on a cruise ship is people leaving their towels on the loungers. I can't bear it. I mean, mm-hmm. nip nip mm-hmm. for nip for lunch, come back, go for a swim, come back. But this, you know, some people put them on a get up at six o'clock, go for breakfast, go to the gym, get off and go <laughs> yeah. on a shore excursion, and then come back and get on. And that does my head in. I just think it's and and then they also, um, I mean, I've actually got footage on a ship of I just walked along and there was a whole stretch that was all reserved, no one on them, and it was like that for hours. Really, it's when they use like a book to reserve their seat as well, and you know they've not read a single page of that book the entire <laughs> cruise, like that book. <laughs> Is there and they're parking their page on I the read. lounger. I read. I do. It's the one time I do get to read on a cruise. I read loads on a cruise, actually. Yeah. So, no. and it's, yeah. it's, it is, it is annoying because me and Phil really spend time around the pool because Phil's very adverse to sitting in the sun and I get irritated <laughs> if I'm in the sun for too long. So it's very rare that we want to. And there's nothing more annoying than when you finally really? want to go sit by the poolside on a sea day or something and you cannot, for the love of no money, find a seat sit in or to sit in a sun lounger but nobody's in them but yeah. they're all full of like a book or something you know flip-flops things that people are happy to lose if really? they need to but they're there parking that sun lounger and yeah as you say you can sit there sometimes and watch that sun lounger and five six hours later that book hasn't moved no page has been read no towel has been moved and it is a little bit of a selfish behavior and I get that everyone wants to get kind of get their spot in the sun, but it's a bit selfish if you're not actually going to get that spot in the sun or you'll use it. Well, I think unless it's a pork day, um, I think sitting around the pool is a whole day commitment that, that takes planning and getting up early for, and I'm not on holiday for that. 
I am not on holiday for one day commitments <laughs> to anything. And I think we've now adapted our style of cruising, which every podcast is probably comes up from. I hate crowded places anyway. Ships aren't all hey. crowded, but the pool generally is, unless yep. you're on a high end, like the super luxury ships. And yeah. I'd rather sit somewhere where it's quieter and and there's not belly flop competitions. That's an, in fact number two no. belly flop competitions. <laughs> Straight in there, rolling into the next one. I found my next one. <laughs> People get really excited. This episode's going to go so well. We're like, we're starting off. Like, oh, we haven't got much to share. Yeah, and then yeah. add another one. <laughs> By the end, we get the end of it, we'll be like, why do we cruise? <laughs> no, it's just, I mean, all my things, I think, are basically focused around the pool. Um, but yeah, belly flop competitions, don't get that. But people love it. People... I watch the people watching it thinking, I don't get what you get out of this. <laughs> why, why, why? I just, sorry if you really like I them, quite but... enjoy them. I oh. do quite enjoy watching them because I kind of like love watching other people be stupid. <laughs> like, so all those people who are brave enough to do the belly fob contest, I kind of find it, find it fun and interesting. But again, going back to we're not really pool people. So when we finally sit yeah. by the pool and we want to relax in the sun and then all of a sudden you've got the cruise director yeah. or like the entertainment staff coming out and they're blaring their announcements across the pool tent. And you're just like, I just want my two hours in the sun. Like, can I just have two hours in the sun? But when they start doing like dance classes in, in front of the pool or something, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, and if it's I'm taken really me five, my five days to get this seat. <laughs> no, I mean, as I say, some people love that and they love being in the middle of the hub bar. Yeah. I'm the person yeah. around, the, around the side of a deck sipping a glass of wine with my book. That's where I'm yeah. happy. And it's not, yeah, I love busy ships. I love the busy buzzing ships, but I want to be in the quiet area on the ship. This is why, and we're not meant to be talking about why we love things, but this is why yeah. I like the bigger ships as well, though, because they offer those two types of pools. You've got the yeah. main pool where it is lively yeah. and there's a lot more going on, and then equally they have another pool that's a bit more chill, a bit more quiet. Yeah. That's like, yeah. we're not meant to be talking about reasons we love things, we're meant to be talking about <laughs> things we hate. But... <laughs> the rubbish should be negative. <laughs> we're just not very good at it. <laughs> this is why I gravitate towards like you know medium large size ships because they offer a lot more space for it so yeah totally uh, right back to the negative ah. right. <laughs> the other one as well that somebody else mentioned on twitter was um people who bring their own speakers when they're on the pool areas as well so if you do happen to find the quiet areas by the pool areas type of thing hidden away and then somebody pulls out their phone their ipad or their bluetooth speaker and they're blaring their own music because they don't like the cruise ship music Oh, I've had that a couple of times. And yeah, I seethe because I'm British. I seethe behind my teeth type of thing. And I stare at them and glower at them. I don't publicly say anything because, again, I'm British and that's not how we do things. But I let them know via my looks and glints across the wall that I'm not happy that they're using their Bluetooth speaker loudly in a quiet area of the ship. I have never experienced that. Well, I have. No. A couple of weeks ago, we live in the middle of nowhere and somebody walked past our house in a beatbox and I was like, what? <laughs> I don't put my my music on in the garden because I don't want to upset the countryside. <laughs> going, like, and, yeah. yeah. So this, that's what these are for. Where are your earphones? Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. No, it does. It irritates me. And I've had people on balconies as well. So if you're on your balcony and you kind of... And again, we don't sit on our balcony. We normally leave the door open and sit on the bed type of thing. But again, when the person next to you or beneath you, they've got their Bluetooth speaker on their balcony and their blaring yeah. music and it travels down the whole side of the ship. I think it's just... Comes back to this whole, I get it, you're on your holiday, you've paid to get on board, but, you know, it's a bit selfish when your happiness comes at the expense of potentially other people around you. 
on on the last cruise we went on with the boys um, and we spent all the time on the balcony because we didn't want to sit around the pool um, and we loved that it was chilled we'd get drinks delivered it was perfect um, but the man next to us every day would FaceTime his family and honestly we'd be <laughs> like let's go and listen to what he's saying today because he was so <laughs> loud it travelled balconies he was so loud yeah. and the, I mean and the kids he had the volume up loud on the iPad the kids he was talking to as well and it was like really? but yeah, that was loud. Yeah. I suppose they're, they're small spaces, aren't they? And he's entitled to call home. But but yeah. I was genuinely every day intrigued to say, to see what they're discussing. What's the latest? What's going on, What's going on with Jill back home? Like? Yeah, I felt like I was involved in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it is that thing, isn't it? I think it comes back to that whole, you know, ships are only so big. Even the biggest ships are only so big. Yeah. So you just need to be mindful of other people's <laughs> space as well and what they're doing on the ship and uh-huh. just be a bit conscientious to not not affect somebody cool. else's holiday as well. Because, yeah, I had her on Virgin as well in, in May. Somebody was playing their TV incredibly loud all the time where I could hear their TV in my cabin, which doesn't always happen. But I was like, that's a special degree of loud if I can hear your TV yeah. in my cabin. like, And it was all night, all day, from first thing in the morning to late at night. I think they were just turning it on and leaving it on just to wind me up. Um, oh. So, yeah, it's just be a bit mindful of everybody else on, on the cruise as well. So another one, actually. Um, I have never had a beauty treatment on a cruise ship. Because I just literally, I walk down the corridor and but there's nothing else upsell that bothers me. But the beauty people, it's like, they say, how are you? And I'm polite. So I go, how are you? And then it's as soon as you've opened that gateway, they're, they're telling you how bad your skin looks. <laughs> and maybe you can do a massage <laughs> in the nicest possible way. So now I'm not polite yeah. to them. I just put my head down and walk past. Won't make eye contact yeah. with it is, it is that whole thing. And, it like, and obviously, it's part of the travel agent's job. Your job is there to kind of see as much of the ship as possible. And it, I loathe it every single time I have to go to the spa. And as you say, ask the question, like, hi, I'm just wondering, is it possible to have a little look around the facilities and everything? And as you say, I know I'm going to be there for an hour. And I'm going to be having a manicure, a pedicure. I'm going to get my hair done. <laughs> I'm going to be having my skin checked. And, I, and I'm just smiling politely through. And I'm just kind of like, I know you're showcasing the facilities, but I ain't spending a single penny into everything. But yeah, okay. somebody else as well. So Tim and Andy mentioned the similar thing as well on board about that whole kind of gateway into the spa facility. Yeah. And it's the whole like um, foot analysis is another yeah. one as well, isn't it? So all these little free samples you can get as well, where yeah. you can get like a skin free care sample and you can get a foot analysis, you can get your back checked and all these things that are free <laughs> until yeah. you'll then have to sit through the one hour long sales pitch about kind of how you can improve your posture or how you can buy this thing mm. that will help you solve your skincare problems. And I know some people love it. And I know so many of my customers who do, they book on a cruise and it is spa retreat for them. And they will be in that spa from dusk till dawn and they will get every treatment, massages, skin treatments, all sorts. So I know it's a valid way for people to enjoy their holiday, but I can't think of anything worse <laughs> than going near the spa and being drawn into a very long, sales seminar about and, treatments and this is and the thing like isn't it because i love spas so in england i go to a spa you go they're, they're reserved they, they keep out your way you go and have your, ser- your spa you could have a massage but you're going to go and use all the rooms and i would genuinely do that on a cruise but i don't because i'm too scared to go in the spa <laughs> because <laughs> and come out with a mortgage worth of lms products like. and I, i've done it once and uh it was just I've, i'm really confident but i felt traumatized and um Maybe yeah. that's. It. I'm not saying that this is this would happen to me, but that one experience, I've never been near a cruise spa since, which is a shame because nope. I see him and think yeah. like, on NCL, I should have gone into spa, but I see the people on the corridor and think I am not going near them. 
It's, it's, it's that thing where you just want to pop in and you're inquisitive. Yeah. You're just like, I just want to see what it's like. Yeah. You know that's not a short conversation. I have never once had a short yeah. conversation with a spa host in my years of sailing type of and thing. I know on. I'm in for the full... That's <laughs> it, you're in for a week and you've lost a day in the spa. And you can turn the spa when you give given all the properties of the, the thermal treatment and yeah. all the oils includes in this and the other and you're just like yeah I just want to take a picture can I just take a picture for my Instagram yeah. please I want to go now uh, yeah so obviously my background is I'm, I'm, I was a hairdressing teacher so I taught people because I taught level three that went on to work on cruise ships quite a few so I know those, those girls and boys worked really really hard and yeah and, but but they've got a certain and it, they don't even work for the cruise line. It's a separate company. It's Steiner, um, yeah. and they've got they've got a really high expectation of sales and stuff. But I think that they're, they're for me. I think the balance is wrong because they're stopping me setting foot over the threshold. And it's not the cruise company. That is, it's it's the company they work for. We had it on a cruise line this year, basically, whereby the nature of where the elevator bank was for our cabins yeah, was right by the there. entrance to the spa. And, near the and they were literally though they were they were outside the, the elevators waiting for you. So every single time we went back to our room and we're talking for breakfast, dinner, lunch, dropping things off. So three, four, five times a day, come in, see this, this. I just, I just want to go to my room. <laughs> just like I'm hung <laughs> yeah. over. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, you yeah. don't want me in the spa today. I'm a mess. Like it's just yeah, it's it's not good. It's not. Do fun. You know what? And I wouldn't want to be those girls having to stand there because they probably haven't got a choice, have they? The company's told them they've got to do it, yep. and they probably get people yeah, yeah. like us. No one makes eye contact with me the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> not today. No, nope. didn't want me yesterday, and I'm not having one today either. <laughs> you feel like getting a t-shirt, don't you? Fantastic. We could make one, can't we? No spa treatments, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know my skin is bad. I'm happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> I have bags and embrace them. <laughs> Another one that was this cruise cost enough. I don't need more costs on top of this cruise. <laughs> we can have a whole little business then, of our crickets, can't we? There, I say you've got your eye on the way. Get off business now. <laughs> Another one, though, that does follow on from that again, and it's is a two-pronged thing as well, is the art auctions as well. So art auctions and art galleries as well. And I can't fathom them. Like, who is going home with a $500 piece of artwork type of thing in this suitcase? I know they ship them for you, but the whole concept of going on a cruise ship to buy art boggles my brain. But then what makes it worse is those cruise lines where they build the art galleries into the corridor where you have to get around the ship as well. So you have to walk through it to get to like the dining room or something. So again, you can't avoid those salespeople who equally are very lovely and polite, but you're having to avoid every single day making eye contact with them. And if they hear just the slightest whiff, if you go in, oh, that's a cool one. They're in there and they're trying to see if you're going to buy it and sign up for it. And like, I ain't buying no artwork on this ship. Like, no. <laughs> Do you know, this is because I love the art gallery bit. I spend hours. Every time I go through, I have to really? go slow and I look at every picture. And like, I want my own Peter Max. I just love them. <laughs> and you could have easily sold me one. Do you know, I must not look like I could afford a art, piece of art. Because <laughs> nobody, <laughs> I have been cruising for 20 years and nobody has ever stopped me on an art corridor. Really? Ever. ever. I Maybe think, it's the gaze. I always think, where's this free champagne that everyone gets? <laughs> no, but I spend hours, not hours, but I, do, I love art. I genuinely do. So I look at it and like, I really don't like the ones with, um, what are they? Um, the olives in glasses, like the olive people. 
You you run oh, through. No, no, I don't think I've seen them. They, they were <laughs> literally, yeah, I've literally head down. Like, don't like, look at me. Don't make eye contact. Don't look at anything. Sit on, sit on the edge of a glass, like that. They're going to dive into the glass. I don't like them ones, but I, I do. I still yeah. spend ages looking at them because I think just really odd. And then do Disney ones. I, yeah. Honestly, I could tell you probably a lot of what what they've all got on all these ships because that's how much I look at them. Not once have I ever been stopped. It just seems to be the same artist, though, as well. So you get a lot of, like, is it Britta as well? So, and again, I love Britta. We've got some pieces from Disney as well. Really cool. Thomas Kincaid as well, all the Thomas Kincaid Disney stuff. Um, I forgot some of the other artists as well. But they tend to be, as you say, the same artists. Yeah. The repertoire is always rotates around the cruise ships as well, which I'm going to say you can also find in your local mall as well or your local shopping yeah. centre as well. All their artwork is featured in all these places. So... The, f- the concept of people who kind of look forward to it and get excited about going on board the cruise ship and buying art on a cruise ship when it is all available in kind of your local mall or supermarket, or not supermarket, but like shopping center. I don't know. It's just a foreign concept to me. And I think it's pretty. It's nice to have it. And I like the ships whereby this artwork dotted around. That is part of the art gallery that you can purchase. That I think is cool. But it's specifically for me anyway, those ships where there's a corridor, a key corridor yeah. that is also the gallery. You cannot avoid it. Do you know? It just bog- boggles my brain. I'm thinking now because we just must look like we're not going to buy because, <laughs> you know, when they did the mini mini cruises, the princess ones. Yeah. So it, Chris was 50 shortly after and he wanted a Breitling watch for his 50th. So we said, we'll get it on the ship. We went in the shop yeah. three times in that Breitling shop and they blanked <laughs> us every single time. Really? It's our watch shop and it had all the watches. And I mean, they're they're not cheap, are they? We went three yeah. times and they blanked us every time. And in the end, he said, I'm not buying really? it in here. I am not buying it in here. And he got it from a broker in England. But yeah, so we obviously look like we're skinflints or something. Phil says that I just have a welcoming face, which read into that what you want. But I get talked to in every single shop I go into as if they're generally like mm-hmm. thinking I'm going to buy something. And I don't know whether it's like give off buying signals or I'm just generally inquisitive. But I get every sales pitch imaginable everywhere I go, which is probably why a lot of these like upsell things irritate yeah. me so much because i may be just saying the wrong thing and i'm just getting dragged into more and more conversations and no matter how many times it's like no no i'm all sorts i'm good that that to them reads like oh we need to sell more to you i i, I can't fathom it but i get upsold to all the time happened to me yesterday i went to hugo boss in manchester to get a t-shirt as a present went in there and there must have been 15 staff i was the only person in the shop they were all chatting together so i walked <laughs> out walked over walked down to um house of fraser and got it there so i thought they didn't even acknowledge me. And I couldn't find what I wanted. But I went and got it from the house of Fraser. I must have that face. <laughs> you must have that face. We have opposite faces for shopping, apparently, because I get all your sales pitches. That's what's happening. Let's go shopping together. The universe together. is giving me your... <laughs> we get a balance. Even when, though, I know what I want. Like, if I'm going to buy, like, a MacBook and I know what one I want, I want, I want that one. I still get the sales pitch about why that laptop's good. I'm like, I know. I've researched it for four days. I know it's a good laptop. They yeah. still want to sales pitch me. And I'm like, I have the money. I want, just let me get out of the shop with it. Oh, yes, but sir, you really want to know why this is a good laptop? I know. I'm buying it. <laughs> like, I just have that face. Have that face. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird, isn't it? Uh, I, I like buying things and people don't seem to want to send me. It's really... <laughs> like that watch was, a you know, I mean, some, for somebody that had been a sizable commission and they... they Three three times we went in, and I, I just couldn't believe it. They were just too busy chatting. Um, so it does happen, doesn't it? You do get the opposite where people can't be bothered as well. So that I suppose we've got to add that to the peeves. Well, saying that then as well, have you ever sat through a shopping seminar on a cruise ship as well? Have you ever been no. into the main theatre and sat through a shopping seminar? Never. Because 
I did once on my very first cruise and I kind of got the vibe very quickly of like, oh, so you're just going to point to other places that you get commission on. Cool. Great. <laughs> Everything. Oh, do they do I generally that, be naive. Yeah. So it depends on the cruise line. And this, my example was on Disney Cruise Line. And you go into the main theater. It's in obviously the daily planner of like, learn all the top places to go for, to get the best deals and this, that and the other. And it's pretty much going to be Diamonds International they're going to point you to. <laughs> right. In the Caribbean, you're not going to go far without coming across Tanzanite International, Diamonds International, or some form of some Diamond Stone International. Um, but that's pretty much what it is. It's all the places where the cruise lines, obviously, and the, it's not the cruise lines themselves. Again, a lot of the retail is outsourced to a third-party company. So keep that in mind. This isn't the cruise line mandate. This is a lot of the retail on board cruise ships is third party operated. So again, these are all partnerships they have on land and at sea. So that's why you see FT and, and Diamonds International, sorry, FE even, sorry, and Diamonds International. They're all owned by the same company and that's why they're cross promoting each other. So all those lovely guides about where to buy the best diamonds and watches and handbags, they're all partners with the on ship team as well as the land team type of thing. So that's why you think you're getting this lovely webinar on or seminar on how to get the best deals when you're in Barbados, but you're actually just getting told how to buy from the same places that you would be buying on the ship, just with a different name. I didn't know that. Is that a secret? I thought it was common knowledge. Sorry. Well, I've just never, I, I never go to a shopping seminar. I just, Long. I just, I, I haven't got time for that. I'm too busy. Yeah. Reading my book yeah. or doing whatever I've, I'm I've doing. I've done one, and it was a one and done because I got, I got onto it quite quickly. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, this is all a bit of a racket type of thing. Again, it's harmless. Some <laughs> people are getting loads of people who buy loads of diamonds on board, and you can get some great deals. But it is just a bit of those observations of like, this is a bit of a racket going on here, isn't it? Just makes me feel like abnormal that I couldn't even buy a watch. <laughs> you're, still, you're still bitter about this watch. Like, I've opened a wound, haven't I, about this you watch? Have. Like... I just, I've, I've, it's like the Pretty pretty Woman episode. About the, the gorgeous... <laughs> Speaking, Speaking of upsells, though, I'm keeping you on the upsell as well. My other one as well is the gauntlet of trestle tables when you first get on board a cruise ship as well. So if you join a cruise ship where they have a drinks package, they have a dining package, they have a this package, the fun pass, the, the sports pass, the whatever, the day you get on board the ship, and I know we both have strong feelings about embarkation days in general anyway, but like embarkation days are just, I don't know, the more I'm doing them, the more miserable they make me, especially when you're navigating around the multiple tables about like upgrade your drinks package, upgrade your dining package, upgrade the spa pass and all these skin. It's all part of this like onboarding, get more money out of you the first couple of days when you're so excited and looking forward to things. But it's just really irritating when you just head to the buffet and every time you go to the buffet, they're asking you like, have you booked your speciality tonight? And like, no, I haven't because I'm poor and I want to eat in the buffet tonight or in the main dining room. It's just that whole constant like bombarding with these messages to buy more, spend more, get more type of thing, which, you know, you've probably done your due diligence. You've used a good travel agent. You've read a good blog and they've told you all the tips on how to get the most out of your drinks package. You don't need to be reminded every time you order a drink that you're not on the top drinks package. It just it bothers me at no end. But again, um, I don't. I think I've only have read that once, but then probably because I'm that person there buying all the, the packages or making sure that, well, mm. and saying that, I've got a lot of them before. I don't go to the buffet, as you know, on the first day. I'd avoid the buffet for yep. two days. Um, so probably we avoid those areas. But I like yeah. to have the packages in place. I do like a dining package. I like a drinks package. Um, I, obviously, if you, I've got the boys with us. Joe's still under t- 21, so we'd still have to have a soft drinks. We get that on the day. Um, but I don't go. I mean, you know, we've discussed this before. I don't even go on ship visits when it's a day because I don't like that day. I just... 
I love getting on if I'm staying on, but to get on and go, this is what you could have had. No, thank you. I don't want to do it. I'd rather not go. Um, because I think it's just, it's all the bedding in and the chaos of the first day, which is really exciting if you're staying on the ship. Yeah. But if you've got to yeah. get on and get off, no, no, that's not for me. Yeah, I don't think it's exciting. Day one normally is like my least favourite day, and I'm learning this now because of all these extra, like you say, the upsell chances. So when you get on board, it's obviously that everyone's hustling and bustling and everyone's kind of waiting to get in their cabins. And they're trying to get the yeah. lay of the land. Yeah. They're all lost or confused. But then equally as well, though, you're constantly having to navigate that, like the whole um, the spa preview, the come do the spa raffle. And then it's come do the, you know, every time you order a drink or you're trying to book your speciality, they're trying to sell you more. That first day, I just find just a little bit overloading of just like, meant to be having a lovely, relaxed time, like getting my feel for it. But I just yeah. feel like that day one is constantly about upgrade, upgrade, buy more, sell more, do more type of thing. And I'm like, whoa, 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 I've been on the ship an hour. Like, I want to put together a really badly constructed meal from the buffet first. That's my first priority. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate the buffet. Then I'll navigate how much more money I'm spending like. So... Yeah, I just find day ones on cruise ships can be a little bit more stressful than they need to be because they're obviously trying to make sure that they're making as much money out of you as possible rather than being you fight, make the most out of your time on board. While we're on day one, actually, one one thing that just irritates me no end now is the why they've brought back the musters. I just don't get it because it was so much better <gasps> yes. before. I mean, obviously, it's some sort yeah. of law and someone at the CDC said that's got to be done. But the last time we did it on a cruise ship, and I'm not going to say the brand because I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but... The, the staff weren't up for it anymore. They've had the, the, yeah. They know that there's better ways of doing it. So we went, sat there for half hour, everyone buggered about, and, and then they said, off you go. They didn't do the thing because we'd watched the video. So why you can't just go check in and leave is beyond me because that works so much better than – I think we've gone backwards with that. It's odd, isn't it? Some brands have still got the new e-musters, as they're called, to so kind of these electronic musters where you watch the video in your cabin or on your smart device, and then you just literally tap your cruise card at the check-in station to say you've done it. Um, some brands, however, though, I know NCL and Disney have both gone back to the old style of in-person musters. From what I've read and heard, the problem with it is is some people aren't doing the e-musters. They're not watching the videos in their cabins or they're not like reporting that they've done it. So it's causing problems whereby people are saying they've done it and there's no proof of it. So for some brands, they've just decided to kind of go back to the old style one of, no, you have to do the half hour stand on the side of the ship, which nine times out of 10 is in somewhere warm. But if you're saying from the UK, it could be oh, in a miserable rain. Last one we did was freezing. <laughs> I was <gonna> say. <laughs> and I took my cocktail with me. I was stood outside of a freezing cold cocktail, shivering. Well, I dipped it in my tie and muster, wasn't it? It was like, if you're going to make me do an in-person muster, I'm making it in my tie and muster. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would never have found my way back to that muster drill because I was just drinking my way through the muster. But yeah, I don't think it's right to go back to that old style of muster type of thing. It just is a waste of your first day. It's what Royal did. I think Royal was an e-muster still. Still e-muster, yeah. So you watch the video in your cabin or on the, the app. It was last. And then you still then go and check in. You do have to check in, and I think they show you how to put a light vest on at your muster station from my memory, uh, which is what Virgin do, and I can't think who else is still doing it. Celebrity is still doing that as well. So you watch the muster in your cabin or on your phone, and then obviously just go and check your scan your card so you know where your lifeboat station is. They're doing a hybrid version of it, which is what was happening during COVID, basically. Just then, you're not, everyone's not going to the same place. You're not having to listen to the Tannery announcement and waste 20, 30 minutes of your first day. You'd be better off going, and if they, they as soon as they scan your card, going, oh, you won't watch your video. So you're going to have to now stay till you watch your video. So 
you'd watch that a video in advance. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, as I say, we sat there and it was well, it was on NCL. We sat there and you, obviously the bars shut, don't they? And it was all, but we just sat there for half hour doing nothing because they never did anything. Then they yeah. went, right, you can go. Have you, have you watched your online? Yeah, right off you go. So it was just a waste of time where the ship just runs so much smoother if they did it the way they did it before, in my opinion. Yeah, I know. It'll be interesting to see like what the industry does if more and more... Keep... I think the ones who are staying to eMuster are staying with it, and some brands have just gone back, and I think it's going to stay like that way now. But I think more of the more contemporary lines are now moving to like the more digital muster where you just watch the video and then go down into it. But as long as... And the, a lot of the conversations, when I put this out on Twitter, a lot of the conversation were more about other sailors and how other sailors are on board. And this is the problem, basically. If people aren't following the digital muster and they're not watching the video and they're not following the process, then cruise lines will have no option but to go back to the old style where you are stuck on the side of the ship for 30 minutes watching somebody put a life vest on because people aren't following the rules. And that's what a lot of these things come down to. It's if you're not following the rules and you're making life unfair for other people, it just makes it unfair for everyone. And if you if you've got people that haven't got the technology, you could always there's it's on in the telly, isn't it? You could say go to your state room, watch it, then check out. Um, so there are way, ways around it, but um, we watch it in the car, like in the transfers on the way there, so that when you get on the yeah. ship, you can go scan done. I think that's just a sensible way to do it. Next, then what what have we got next? Oh my one, and we talked about this before we started filming, and you say it's not a problem, but tendering tendering <laughs> does my tits right in not the actual process the process of getting onto the tender boat and to shore that doesn't bother me it's the process of booking a tender dealing with the tender line waiting for the tender boat to fill up all that time wasted and then that stress and hassle about it i i can't think of a cruise line that have nailed that process of the onboard experience pre-booking a tender I've skipped entire ports because I just go, do you know what? I'm bothered working that out. I'm just going to stay, <laughs> stay on the ship instead. Don't you just, just get your me. ticket though and wait for them to call you? You would think. I don't, I don't know whether it's I've just had a couple of dodgy that's, experiences. That's what Royals do. They, you, they, you go and get so, your ticket and they, wait, they call the numbers. I think what it is more is when we were done it with two cruise lines, Virgin and Disney as well, what they do is Virgin have got better. I will say that. The first time we did the tender with them at the beginning of the year, it was awful. But it, they were, we were late getting into port as well. We were late anchoring and all that type of stuff. So what happened was we were group one and we waited in the little waiting area. And obviously the fact that we were late and then we were waiting for 45 minutes. But what they did is they still allowed group two and group three to enter the pre-boarding area for the tender. So then when tendering started, group three were all pushing to the front. They were getting ahead of us. So they turned up for five minutes and they were going ahead of us. So I think a lot of my beef with tendering starts off from that process. But equally, then they've changed yeah. it now and they do now make you line up in a line. So if you are in front of someone, you stay in front of someone. But obviously, and again, comes back to people, every now and then someone will skip the line and they will accidentally find themselves towards the front and they've just joined. Like, But that's people. You can't blame the cruise line for that. But that's that process. I know on Disney, for example, I got really irritated because we were in Grand Cayman and the only way you could do a tender before one o'clock was if you booked an excursion. And I think that's as well what also annoyed me about that experience. Yeah. So you couldn't get off the ship until open tendering, which was 1 p.m. onwards, but all aboard time, or the last tender was 4 p.m. So it meant we had like three hours in port. And I was like, oh, what's that's the point? So like, what's the point of me yeah. getting off? NCL do that. Um, so it, I've just it's just come to me now. When we were getting on and off an NCL ship is horrendous. I've never known yeah. a, a, a cruise line like it. So when you get getting on, obviously, I don't know, they, they it just seems like you go into Royal Caribbean, you go to the dash, you go walk on ship, NCL, put in your holding areas. 
Um, and when you get really? off to go on a tender, they put you in the theatre. And I just don't get how they make it so difficult. Like when you get off yeah. at the end of your cruise, the queues are going around the ship on NCL. Royal Caribbean, yeah. you go to the thing, you get on, scan, it's all moving on. You're in half hour. Getting off on a tender, you go down in the morning. Whatever time you get up, you go and get your ticket and they'll say, when we call your ticket, so then they're all over the ship, over the tannines every 20 minutes, half hour, right? So when you get it, you're like number four to six. And it's, this is, so it's good. But I think we went late, had a line. So we were only going off for a wonder. So at 12 o'clock, we got the thing. Um, but then you can get off at any time after that. One short ticket, because obviously it's quieter, isn't it? So right. you can get off at any time yeah. after that. You just go, go to walk down to the tender, follow the line, yeah. all moving off. It's, they just, Royal Caribbean and actually Celebrity have, Got moving people about right. I've, I've yes. never, never yeah, queued yeah, yeah. getting on, off, or even on a tender at the other end. That was a queue, but sitting mm. in a theatre that that puts that would put me off. So I think it's uh, different cruise lines deal with managing groups of people. Absolutely, yeah. That that's my beef with it. Like it's the to be fair now, Virgin have nailed it. To be honest, the last time we just did it last week, they they were a lot better. Um, so I think they've learned as they go along and they've come up with a better process yeah. to it. So the last time I, I have very few complaints about it. Um, but as you say, it's very inconsistent about how it works and you can have a really bad experience with tendering. And it's not the actual tender, the boat's getting off the tendering to land and see that doesn't bother I me. I love that. I it's, love as it. As you say, it's the whole, it's the way that it's done and how cruise lines managing it. And, you know, um, I don't mind if you book your slot and all mm. that fine. It's fair and even then it's first come first served. That That's fine by me. But it's the ones that, as you say, wait in this part of the ship here and do this thing and then this group joins this group and this it's like why yeah. is this so complicated like why do i need to learn a whole process to get off the ship to go to land for it you're already a bit like stressed and anxious before you get on the tender and then you, you're not having a nice start to your day type of thing and just if it's overly complicated to book to get off the ship it just bothers me a little bit makes you wonder i mean i know the competition but also we know that all the cruise lines work together so why don't they share good practice and say hey you care you never have to queue to get off a bad <laughs> ship people just walk off and it yeah. Honestly, if you if a staunch NCL person would be blown away by how easy it is to get on an off a Royal Caribbean ship, because that that's the beef, isn't it? Like, why yeah. is it so hard for one cruise line, but other cruise lines have nailed yeah. it and they've got it down to an art form? Like, I can't fathom it. And as a brand, I I love NCL, but I don't like getting on an the ship because it's traumatic. Yeah. It takes so long. Yeah, just I don't know. Maybe they like you say share good practice and and look at what's working and again Royal Caribbean everybody look at Royal Caribbean for how they're doing their musters if they're still doing it that way since last time we cruised yeah. then that's the, they. I don't know they just seem to be good at moving people full stop I think it's all down to having a good app as well though wouldn't it like you know oh that's another pet peeve oh start me <laughs> <on that>. <laughs> <laughs> it's cruise line apps as well so obviously Royal have probably one of the best apps in the industry um, so that's what that is as well that's really good at managing the embarkation again you on board the ship doing your pre-cruise documentation the app works beautifully. You can book reservations. That helps get you around because you can get the information you need and it knows where you're mm. going and what you want to do and it does it incredibly well. Other cruise lines, their apps are so lacking and they're so complicated and slow and clunky. Some don't even have apps. They have like web browsers. So you've got to connect to the Wi-Fi and connect to the certain URL, which if you don't save the URL, is not going to bring you back to it. So no. one day you can check your, bank balance, your, your cruise back tariff. The next day, you'll be amazed if you can work out where it is again. You know, So that in a whole thing as well, particularly as ships are getting more and more digital, some cruise lines have embraced this digital age and they've created robust apps that don't fail. 
other cruise lines are being scratching the surface and it's all held together with love and duct tape type of thing and it's just not fun if if your experience is depending on that as well i think the key is giving people the choice so when we went on princess again it was that short cruise which isn't like a princess cruise the app was new and it just didn't work so we just didn't use it yeah. and that was fine and i think as long as you got that choice ncl mm-hmm. you had to you could use the app but if you wanted to use a wi-fi you had to go into your free wi-fi log it on and log it off and a lot of people had trouble with that and i was in the queue trying to buy upgrade my wi-fi to the full package because it wouldn't let me do it on the app and um i must have sorted five people out in the queue with their wi-fi showing them how to get into yeah. it but but yeah. that's just because not everybody's tech savvy but i think as long as you've got a choice to use it or not but actually that that app was really good and for me, obviously, I do everything on a phone, but then Chris doesn't want to do it on a phone because he wants to put his phone in the safe and not touch it for a week. So if you've got... A, and that's the thing in there. It's yeah. about giving people a choice type of thing. You know, like some cruise lines depend on their app too much. Yeah. And other cruise lines don't have an app at all. And then it's all analog. And it's just, it can make or break your cruise if if the core experience is really, really bad and is, <sighs> is failing all the time. Especially if they're requiring you to book meals, if they're expecting you to book like show times and all that type of stuff via the app. That app needs to be on point. It can't just be a bit, you know, piecemeal and put together and crash left, right, and centre and give you the wrong information all the time. It has to work really well. The PO app, when we were on, everybody was complaining about it, but it was fabulous. So I don't always think really? it's, yeah, I don't always think it's the app because honestly, we were booking meals, we were going in queues for yeah. stuff. Um it was brilliant and it was really easy to navigate. But we're of the, those generations that embrace technology, and that that is where you've got the yeah. problem. When you've got the people that can't, like my, if you gave put my mother in law on a ship with a phone and said you've got to book your dining, she'd die. She wouldn't. She wouldn't eat all week. Yeah, because, yeah. Well, she wouldn't. She'd she'd argue with everybody about our language yeah. is. <laughs> she, this is what she says to people. She said to someone from the bank the other day, "You have to realise that not every generation gets it, and I can't do yeah. this." And she doesn't want to learn it really. Our boys do teach them, but some people just don't embrace it, and I think that's where you get the problems. It's not necessarily the app; it's some people it just it's overwhelms them, and and they yeah. should have the right not to use it if they don't want to. That's the thing. I think apps just need to be a bit more mindful about like too much information, information overload, but also as well giving people other ways to do stuff as well. Definitely, like like Royal's a great example. You've got the TV that so you can watch it all on mm. TV if you want. So you don't need the app. You can book yeah. all your reservations, check your bill on TV in your room. You've obviously got the app, which is really good and works really well. It's robust. But you also get as well your daily, um, I forgot what they call it on board Royal, but you get the daily planner as well delivered into your room still, yeah. which a lot of people just find to stand to Brilliant. phase out, which yeah, from an environmental point of view. But, you know, you still get the physical copy as well. Or you can go get one from guest services or from whatever type of thing. So you still have there's three different ways there. If you're somebody who is tech savvy, great. Use the app, use your iPad, use your phone. You've got the TV still if you want to navigate that way or go and get a physical copy and speak to guest services. You know, you've got options basically, whereas some cruise lines have gone one way or the other. Now, I still, I mean, even though I do fit on the app, I still say to our cabin attendant, can we have a crown and anchor? Because I want to sit at breakfast or sit around the sunbed and decide what to do and really sit on my balcony or, you know, what should we do today? Yeah. So I like that. I like that physical piece of paper. And I think sometimes, like, this is shops, it's not even cruise ships, but it's like getting a major pet peeve to the point that I'm getting a bit, not aggressive, but grumpy about it, is when a shop says, we've gone digital free, can we have your email? And you think, no, you just want my email for marketing. Yes. You don't want to give yeah. me a paper yeah, yeah, receipt. Yeah. You just want my email address. So I've started going, no. Why Why am I explaining why I don't want to give my email every time I buy something in wherever? 
does my head in that really irritates me again that's going back to people using digital stuff to suit their marketing gains and i think sometimes you, you might just want a bit of paper and that's all right i think it's a fine line in there some they just you need to have options ultimately and like i say if you are going to have an app the app just needs to be up to the job you can't yeah. have an app that's that's just not fit for purpose that's that's more the, the gripe type of thing i don't have an opinion either way I tend to keep to an app now. I don't take the physical mm. copies anymore. Um, however, I have noticed if I have a physical copy, I make more note about what's actually happening on the ship yeah. because I retain information better if I see it on a piece of paper. Yeah. And that's just an observation I made recently. Um, I ignored the app for the two weeks we were on board Virgin other than just the key essential stuff because I didn't like scrolling through and checking the schedule and I forgot things. Um, it is great though when you do bookmark and it reminds you, hey, in 30 minutes, this is happening. So I love that notification yeah. because ADHD brain, I forget where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So it's great to kind of go, oh crap, we're going to miss bingo. Right, cool. Okay, let's head to the bingo. So that's nice. But I noticed that I saw more activities week two when I did start to physically get the copy of it for kind of just more for social. I, I kept a copy yeah. of it when I went to the coffee shop. Oh, I didn't know they were doing that because I was retaining yeah. the information better because I was reading it physically. So I do think it is still good to have a paper copy, but I do agree that they shouldn't be automatically put in everyone's cabins just because some people will just literally board it up and put it in the bin. So having the, somewhere you can get it physically or ask your stateroom host for it, I think is the right way forward on that. But I love on Royal. tangent and a rant. On the app, when you look for something and then you don't know where it is and you press the button, it just takes you to the map. And I love that. I think that's brilliant. Mm. So stuff like that yeah. that would, people would find useful, I think. Mm-hmm. Been able to find water stations, and we've talked about it before, but yeah. you find like water stations and the fountains, <laughs> yeah. everything. Got but yeah. no, it's funny you say it because literally, and, and again, I love Virgin, but we were just on there now, and they don't have any single use plastic, so you can't get like bottles of water or anything like that. You've got to go to a water station. And it's only because of experience that me and Phil are now learning where all the water stations are. But some days we were like, well, the bloody hell's the water station on this floor? Walking around trying to find one because there is no map with yeah. where all the water stations yeah. are. So when you don't have it and another line does, and again, comes up to this whole yeah. really robust and thought out app, you kind yeah. of go, it's just that simple. Have a map. And I go, that's where my water station is, rather than just walking around or asking someone. It's like NCL, though. They sell you the water bottles and they won't let you fill them up. And I just, I'll never go over that. <laughs> that will upset me for the rest of my life. I bought a water bottle while I couldn't fill up. So like, what's that about? Yeah. Don't, don't Not get me on at all, is that it? soapbox again. Right, next one. Is there yeah. any more? Well, the last one, and then we do have to wrap up soon, but the last one uh, is just people who are rude to the crew on board. And this is a passionate one of ours as well. Yeah. And relating to this as well is people who take gratuities off their bill as well. I know we all hate paying them. I know we all think it should be included in our cruise fare. And being Brits especially, we're used to not paying tips and gratuities. But the people who work on board a cruise ship work incredibly hard in really long hours with very difficult cultural situations where they're working with people from around the world and having to adapt how they approach different cultures, give these people the respect they deserve. And, you know, if the entertainment staff speak to you, if you're not interested, just politely say to them, no, sorry, I'm busy. I've got stuff to do. Just treat them with respect and look after them because they work so hard every single day for months at end to look after you. So don't take your tips off. Don't. And just don't be rude to the people who are looking after you every day because I promise you, they will not look after you if you're rude to them. They will look after you so much better if you're nice to them. I, I just, I mean, somebody asked me a question the other day about I want to go on a cruise long without tips. Um, but I think if you've not been on a cruise before, you don't get it. Um, yeah. And we went, went on a cruise issue with all friends at all cruise, but they were really a big gobsmack that Chris and I just, I think we took like $100 worth of dollar bills. And they were like, hey, yeah. you paid your tips. But then actually, by the end of it, they'd all gone and got change and were tipping 
even yeah. if it's a couple of dollars at a time, it's not much. But yeah, you st- when you're tipping the same person um, every time you get a drink, it it adds up, doesn't yeah. it? All right, that's probably a bit stingy. So if it was sometimes it's up like five dollars or whatever, but they work really hard. And and all right, you you pay your gratuities on on your drinks package. You pay, but how many hotels do you go to where this, you've got someone coming and cleaning your room every day? And I think sometimes you could and. That this is the conversation I think that causes the most conflict in Facebook groups. Yes, yeah, is and it's particularly when you've got multicultural as well because British people aren't used to tipping as much, and Americans tip quite a lot. So it turns into the whole what's reasonable and what's fair. And all I'm saying is, is don't take your tips off type of thing. Whether you want to tip extra, that's a personal choice, yeah. but. Do not do not take off auto gratuities every day because that's paying for your weight team, that's paying for your stateroom host, that's paying for you know your drinks waiters at the end of that's how they're getting their tips. The auto gratuities as well, if you buy a drink, you know, that's how they make their living at the end of the day. We can talk about the economy of why it's bad and how it's unfair, and cruise lines should be paying better better wages. That's another conversation we can have on another episode, but just don't be rude to crew and don't take off auto gratuities. Like that's the bare minimum you should be paying to get on a cruise. You opt into that when you choose to take a cruise because that is how the cruise economy works. We can't change that. That's down for the cruise lines to dictate that, but that's just how it works. So I think you're better off like is wrong. Paying in advance. I think if paying in advance is done, it's gone. And then if you tip extra, then that's your choice. Um, but some, but, exactly, but it's yeah. not for everybody, is it? And I know that Australians and British would argue that their culture don't tip. So I suppose it's each to their own, but. I'd, I'm just going to do me, and that's what I'm comfortable with. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, and that—that's all it is. Is just look after the people who look after you at the end of the day, because, like I say, they work incredibly hard, and it's just the right thing to do to be a nice sailor. It fits into a lot of the feedback on Twitter, was a lot of people were commenting on other sailors, and it is is just be a nice sailor at the end of the day. Look after the people looking after you, and just be nice to each other. That's my little <laughs> kumbaya moment at the end of the episode. <laughs> so, it's like a story time on Jack and Ori or something. <laughs> And with, with a closing note, be kind. <laughs> uh, what's the now it's fun? Like Lamb Chop's play along it. No, I forgot what it's called. But when Sally is thinking the image comes out at the end, and she sings with Lamb Chop. That's going to end enough. Maybe the mascot for the end of the episode. Time, lamb Chops. We've got we've got an elf under the table. I can get Alfa. He can be the mascot. <laughs> but he's he's really naughty, so probably it's not not a good example. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, but we do love cruising. <laughs> <laughs> like no, i say this was never meant to be a no. we hate cruise round. this was just observational and we've laughed through this because these are more funny observational things that you just kind of go oh it's just that's what cruise is foibles um, is that yeah, the right word have... foibles is that the word i don't know is that even yes. a word yeah yeah and no, the foibles yeah just little things that kind of stumble you up as you go along a cruise type of thing and you take it with that's just cruise type of thing. You just go run with it with a smile at the end of the day. We're all, everyone's on board to have a lovely time. So just make sure you enjoy it. But there's no harm in having a bit of a laugh at some of the things that really <laughs> irritate you because it's cathartic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so talking of embarkation day, I will link in, I've got an embarca- embarkation, I can't even say it, and debarkation post tips. So I'll yep. link them in to this episode because I think that I think if you go forewarned and ready to plan, it makes life easier. 
Uh, and guys, if you have enjoyed this episode, uh, we're, we're going to wrap up now. But if you have enjoyed this episode, then definitely please do give us a like um, on YouTube. If you watch this on YouTube or give us a review on Apple Podcasts because it lets Apple know that you've enjoyed it. Um, and hopefully we'll recommend it to other people as well. If you are interested in ever booking a cruise or you live in the UK, I would definitely love to help you. Um, you can find me online under magical-traveler.com or you can find me on all social media under magical T-R-V-L-R. And then, Sarah, if the guys are looking for your content, your planning guides, I know you're going to link it to the description as well, a part of this podcast, but just so they can hear it, where's the best place to find you online? So, cruising for all and cruising with kids, we tend to go weirdly between the two, and we're on every social media on one of those. Have another, guys. All the best, and we'll see you on the next episode where we may not be as negative, but we'll still be <laughs> as random. That <laughs> <laughs> should be our, um, what's it called? <laughs> That's going to be our closing statement now every now, every episode today. We'll see you next week where we'll be just as random. Oh, I've missed this the last couple of weeks. Anyway, guys, take care. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.